0: coffee looks ropey. In what way? I don't know. You know it looks ropey as well. It seems to be darker in the centre than the edges. Like there seems to be like a glowing line. It might need to be stirred. You didn't stir my coffee? I stirred it. <laughs> but not with a spoon. <laughs> what? Did you, I what? stirred it with a mug. What?
1: So like, as well spinning, that was filling, because then I was
0: spooned. Forget it. We'll cover this off in a second. Let's, let's just carry on. We'll roll straight into the show. We have a listener question. We have a few listener questions. I feel like you killed my energy a bit with <laughs> to be honest. You caught me off guard. Okay. I was going to give it a big intro. Okay. You can just, just drop the like intro. Just like a hey, keep, welcome to. Keep the this is, Keep this as the intro and then we'll drop drop some music about now. <laughs> Actual music.
1: <clears throat> hey guys and welcome to the Startup Diary. I was going to call it the Startup Show. Startup Podcast is how they can reach it on Instagram. Uh, Today, we have a listener question. We've not not answered questions in ages. Ages been been away. It's been all about Dan. We've not even (laughs) been talking about you, Adam, which is normally what we like to do. Uh, But yeah, so we are over to the emails today, and this is from a... I really apologize if I butcher your name. Cyrin Cronin, C I A R A N. Kieran, Cyrin, Cayenne. <laughs> I am really sorry. That is terrible of me. Um, <clears throat> C C. So in uh,
0: in future, people, can you? If they can
1: spell it phonetically. <laughs> uh, I am I am truly sorry if I've messed you name up, which I probably have. Uh, people call me Larry all the time, so I'm used to
0: it. Um, you just, you just but, <laughs> <also in> kayak, <laughs> Like the pepper? <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Hi Adam, big fan of the podcast and really loving how you guys allow questions to be sent in and give great actionable results out. <clears throat> My question relates to cold calling. I'm starting out in the consultancy world. My early stage research shows that there's interest. I've identified four to 500 targets, 400 to 500 targets, Well, wow. who I feel will benefit. I have the name of the target in each case. I need to go through the gatekeeper, as you call it. Uh, what techniques might be best to one, get through the gatekeeper, and two, once through, what strategy, strategies can I use on the phone with the contact to get their interest? What sort of scenarios might I best be prepared for and any tips when things go south? I'm not comfortable with cold calling, but I know my targets are not on social media, so I need to get this right. Please help. Regards and thanks.
0: CC. Well played. So, uh, a couple of things there. One, just,
1: just to make clear, that was really well punctuated and a lot easier to read than some of the previous emails that... So,
0: well played. <laughs> I've again butchered. Um, a couple of things. So where we're at is uh, four to five hundred targets, not on social media, which is interesting um, because I think because most people, if you're not on social media, you don't exist. So <laughs> I think, I think, I think the thing is, is most people are on social media, but we have to target them <clears> under <throat> a specific job role, so it might be tough. Yeah, and, and there's there's long tail the, ways like, of
1: doing it. Would you, would you go on someone's personal Facebook? or Instagram page that's just about them and their family and their holidays not the think about a business proposition?
0: No, but the thing is with Facebook targeting is, in theory, what you could do is you could run an advert. If I was trying to get in contact with uh, people that own, people, like the thing that we spoke about, people that own dental surgeries, I could type in dental surgery as a job title mm. and I could run ads against that person. So. Um, but it sounds like it's very niche, 400, people, so let's just take social media off the table. I still think, um, down the line, there's probably stuff there and that normally gets to stuff like uh, creating lead magnets that they are interested in because even even though that John, one of the targets, is at home playing with his kids on a Saturday afternoon, if he's browsing Facebook and he sees something that's relevant to his work in his feed, if it's good enough, he will engage with it. But let's take social media off the table. First question was what? Uh,
1: how do I get through the gatekeeper when cold calling?
0: So the gatekeeper... Um, Brief background, guys, in case you're new to the show, my background is actually in telesales. So, I started off selling uh, basically out of the yellow pages, selling uh, phone systems, so phone systems and broadband B2B, and then did door knocking, selling gas and electricity. So, I love sales. Mm-hmm. Um, the gatekeeper is normally the receptionist, that's the person that's stopping you from getting to the contact in the company that you're trying to speak to.
1: Yeah, it's, it's basically anyone that answers the phone that's not the person you're trying to get in touch with.
0: Yeah, and normally um, these people are, are highly efficient at getting rid of people that aren't exactly who that, that mm-hmm. core person wants to speak to. So they take great pride in saying no to you. They, they love the power that they have because they are probably getting pitched 50 times a day from different people trying to get hold of John Smith, who's the CEO of X company, and you want to speak to them about your startup business or sell them some products, so they love kicking you off the phone. You're asking for some tactics to get through. Was that, was that the question?
1: Yeah, um, so I guess you can kind of be quite broad. I mean, there's quite there's a few different approaches, uh, but I mean, what, what's your go-to? If someone, if you go, okay, well, how would you, if someone, if a receptionist is gonna answer my phone, Yep. How would you get through to me? Do you already know know my name?
0: Yeah, he said you know my name. Okay, Okay. so he said I've got the contact's name, so I'm calling the founder of Expert Trades because I want to sell you some service, Mm -hmm. but you've got receptions in front of you. If I've got your name, there's some easy ways to do it, and there's some, uh, not easy, but there's some less legitimate ways of doing it Mm -hmm. uh, that are a bit cheeky uh, and a bit of a hack. Um, But if we were just playing by the book, Firstly I call up and you've got to build a rapport with the gatekeeper because these people have jobs. Most people that cold call ignore the gatekeeper and just try and barrel their way through. Mm. Whereas I used to normally take a two-step approach Um, and this is, I think this comes back to just my understanding of uh, not taking anyone for granted and if you can win that person over they are arguably one of the most important people in the company. Probably second to the CEO but they're probably more important than most execs because they control the CEO's phone. Mm. So I used to call up, I'd be like, hi, uh, introduce myself. Hi, it's uh, Adam from ABC. Um, sorry, who am I speaking to? And then I'd get the receptionist name. So the amount of people that do cold calling that never take a note of the receptionist's name, they should get shot. Because then I can ask, thanks, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Michael, because everyone presumed the receptionist is female. Uh, we're going to go with a male receptionist, Michael. Thanks, Michael, just a quick one. Um, we do some work in your space. And I know it's something that John would be interested in. I know he's a busy guy. Can you just quickly check his calendar and see when a good time for me to call back would be? Not at the moment. Send him an email. Not a problem, Michael. Uh, what's his email address? Get his email. Then... Info at... So, you, so cool, you give me info at. So I ain't going to email that. It's a load of bullshit. Okay? So it's come back on me. So right now I'm filling data points in on the company. I know Michael. I know he does not want to give contact away easily. So then what I do is I call up Michael in three days. And this is where it gets a bit cheeky. So I call up Michael and say, hey, is that Michael? Yeah, it's Adam from ABC. I spoke to you three days ago. How are things? So I'm, I'm reminding him that I know his name. Hey, Michael, how are you? He feels warm and fuzzy right now because no one ever does that in his business. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sending that email address across to me. I got in contact with John. Uh, he's asked me to give him a call. Could you put me through to him? He's not in the office right now. Da-da-da, not a problem. You could go down that route. You could just say, he's asked me to give him a call, just bullshit your way through, basically say, he's asked for a call, Michael will normally put you through at that point. Or take a second approach, three days later, hey Michael, I'm having a bit of a nightmare, just got disconnected from John, can you put me through? Don't even say who you are, because normally in that position, they are feeling flustered, because no one ever normally does that. He's going to say, oh, not a problem, Cassie speaking, it's Adam from Expert Trades, Adam from ABC, whatever it is, can you put me through? So... I would take that approach. Firstly, work out the gatekeeper's name mm-hmm. and don't just think about the contact's name. Build a list of the receptionists that work in these companies. Then use that and make the, basically build a rapport with the receptionist before you go for the ask. Coming back to what we spoke to on the other day actually. Right? Don't try and ask for something straight away. Build up a bit of rapport. Even to the point where if you can call up and you know the receptionist's name, I promise you the impact that makes on conversions is ridiculous because you're actually giving that person attention. A little thing that I used to do as well, if it was a big client, and I got through and I did a deal, I sent the receptionist something. Just a thank you note, something, whatever it was, I sent the receptionist something. Because if I ever need anything from that company again, I have a biggest brand advocate mm. who's gonna support me. So that's, so that's question one for me. Two step approach, no receptionist, and then you can either say, they've asked for a call, they might put you through, they'll give you an, or they will give you an email address. If they give you an email address, don't bother emailing it, you wanna get this guy on the phone. Call up a day or two days later and say he's asked for a call, um, can pop me through and they go oh no problem let me just speak to him So say oh he hasn't asked for a call Michael it was worth a try is he there I know he's there you've just spoken to him let me have two minutes with him that and the cheek of it believe it or not will get you through sometimes so I would go down if that you approach. built the rapport if you built if the you rapport. Built rapport if you haven't built the rapport then they're just going to think you're a lying bastard <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's the difference in sales you're either a lying bastard or you're a cheeky salesman trying to do a good job
1: Uh, So then part two of that is, so you've got through and you're finally speaking to John. You're trying to pitch your idea. What strategies can he use uh, to get their interest? Like how do you keep someone engaged? So Adam, you've got two minutes. What do you want? Cool. How do you you keep them interested long enough? How do you get them to listen at all? Because they could go, two minutes go, and then just put the phone on the side and let you mumble on yep how do you
0: how do you keep them engaged so I, I don't know what uh, CC's business is Yeah, no, it's, it's in consultancy but the the key thing is is instantly you've got to create intrigue everyone knows that create some intrigue and it's this fear of missing out so what do you know on the phone that you can tell me in two minutes it's going to make me think I need to speak to this person and that all comes down from doing your homework if there's only 400 to 500 people then then CC should be making 125 calls a day okay So let's just say CC's goal is to start making these calls on Monday, push that back to Wednesday and spend the day learning about the first 100 or 200 companies, even if you just learn one nugget about them. And I go, hi, Harry, I know you've just pushed options and extras into the Expert Trades app. And what I'm offering in my app at the moment is a great integration with that. Now, listen, I know it's not something I could probably show you over the phone because it just doesn't make sense but I know you're busy and I know just how important options and extras is for your business, let me have 10 minutes with you, just face-to-face. I'll come to your office because that way I can really give my my product justice, show you how it can benefit your audience. And if you don't like it, then you can kick me out and you'll never hear from me again. Can I get 10 minutes in your diary? When best suits, next Tuesday at 10 or Thursday at 3? Can't do any of those days, blah, blah, blah. And give them, that's, that's what my approach would be. You're never going to sell someone on a two-minute phone call unless it's a low-value product, and consultancy is not a low-value product. If you can show them that you know their business, you can add some value, and preferentially that you've done it in the industry before. Mm. The thing that I used to leverage was, in the construction industry, it's a big industry but relatively small amount of contacts. Oh, not a problem. Do you know, um, uh, I'm try and pick an example that I can use. Uh, you know, oh, Tipper's Builder's Merchant in uh, in Litchfield. We did a very similar thing for those guys and what we actually found is our product was not just a good integration for that branch, but they actually rolled it out to all 15 branches. So in those 15 branches, John. What I'd love to do is show you exactly what we did with them. If I show you what we did and you're still not interested, you won't hear from me again, but I think it's definitely worth 10 minutes of your time. That's the approach that I'd take because this phone call is just a stepping stone, especially for consultancy into the meeting okay
1: yep uh, and he's just got to kind of follow-up on that as well is what sort of scenarios might i best be prepared for and any tips uh when things go south so i imagine if he's just shooting you down and he's not going to give you that meeting he's not interested in listening to you still
0: uh, what's what kind of worst case scenarios can occur okay so well, a couple of things one if you've managed to get through the gatekeeper <clears throat> and you've managed to speak to the the contact you need to speak to and he's shooting you down that's too valuable to just let go with a no like you've worked so hard to get him on the phone so one make sure you do a good job on the phone okay and you're going to learn you're going to make 50 mistakes first you're going to burn through 10 percent of your contacts by just fucking things up because you're going to say the wrong thing you're going to annoy them you're not going to know your place. you're going to come across either too brash or too timid and you're going to find your own sort of even balance over the space of those 50 calls and he goes Adam, I'm just not interested. We've gone down this route before with another provider and it didn't go well. If, if that exact thing came on the phone to me, I'd be like, just out of curiosity, which provider was it? Because I'm hearing a similar things from some of those people that I spoke to. I would keep the conversation going. So, what I would do is preemptively understand your industry and have it's like rebuttals. It's like, they're going to give you this problem. How do you overcome it? If that is just a no, and they like, Adam, I've got to go, I'm not interested, I would say, John, you're busy, I appreciate that, no when to stop, I appreciate that, but let me put something in your inbox that might be interesting to you. I've got a case study of someone in your industry of the exact work that I've done, it's a one page doc, because no one likes reading these 15 page fucking case studies that are just full of words, and you want a one page doc with a couple of images, because people still like images, even if they're a CEO, they're not just boring people, a couple of graphs, Couple of bullet points with a call to action on that sheet. Worst case scenario on the phone is you want to get something into their inbox and get their personal email address. Yeah, it's always a.
1: That's what I kind of learnt as well. As if if the, if all else fails, get their con their email because at least then you can then you've got a, another uh, route that you can follow up through. Just send them something. So exactly chances are they might see it, might catch their eye.
0: So let's say you, let's say you, uh, you get five hundred people and you get fifty appointments <coughs> and four hundred fifty people say no. If you've got those 450 people on your email database, all of a sudden, if you get one job out of those 500, you then email those 450 people and it's like, hey, John, I spoke to you three months ago. I didn't want to bother you in the meantime. What I've gone and done is, what I told you I could do on the phone, I've gone and done for someone else and here's the case study for that. Now this should get me ten minutes with you. When are you free? Next Tuesday at ten or Thursday at three.
1: And the thing is they probably won't even remember who you are, but the fact that it came into their inbox, they'll still open it and read it because they're intrigued. Yep. And then so it's
0: And you built credibility. Mm. It's this guy who called me out the blue, said he can do something. I told him to fuck off. Three months later he's gone and done it with someone else in my industry. What am I missing out on? Mm. Is what's gonna go through the head. And then worst case, absolute worst case, is if it's just a no and a no, as a cold calling salesman, learn to love the no. And that's just a mindset I used to go into work with every single day. It's I had to make one hundred and fifty phone calls to get one yes. Now that's burning through the yellow pages. That's what our conversions were. One hundred and fifty phone calls a day, I you get you one. You do the yes. yellow pages in a day and a half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, one hundred and fifty calls, and we get one conversion. So you either go in and you go, "This is shit. This is shit," or you go, "I'm one step closer to a yes. One step closer to a yes." That's what I used to do.
1: And uh, just a kind of final thing is. He's not comfortable with cold calling but knows he needs to do it purely because there's obviously no other easier yep. avenue of getting in touch with these people. Is there any way he can kind of warm up to the whole thing? I don't know if he's ever done... I'm assuming he's not done cold calling before at all. Yep. So like, is there any way he can get used to it before he potentially burns some of those calls on the right people? It's a really, really good question. Um, or... If he keeps getting turned down at the gatekeeper, can he just keep using that scenario a couple of weeks later, for example?
0: Yeah, so he'll, he'll never fully burn the list out. Mm. There is a risk that he will. If he's terrible on the phone and he rinses through five records in a week, there is a risk that he burns out every target. So is there a way for him? Depends on the situation. Him or her, to be honest. Don't know. Yeah. It uh, depends on the situation. The personal situation is if I'm dead serious about this, and I've never done cold calling before, depending on how long tail and how much patience this person has, is I might even go and do a part-time job for a telesales agency. Just so I understand. And you can walk into a telesales agency and just do it. Like they'll employ you. If you say, listen, I'll work on commission only for two days <laughs> or five days, point me in the right direction, let me show you what I can do. Just go in, just giving it the big one. Get on the phone and just know what it's like to get no, 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 no all day on the phone. That's a real long tail approach. I probably wouldn't do that. If, if, I, if, I had to, if I was in this position, I wouldn't do it. All I'd say is when you get on the phone, if you don't believe in your shit, mm-hmm. don't make that phone call. Yeah, if you actually don't think you can deliver what you're saying, don't get on the phone. Work out what you're actually good at then go and do that. Don't get on the phone and try and sell someone some shit on the phone. Because yes, you you might end up flapping. (laughs) You'll flap. You won't be confident. You might get through the gatekeeper. You might get a meeting with a CEO. You might even get a client. But you're going to fuck that up real fast if you don't know what you're doing. And then if it's an industry that's only 500 people big, everyone's going to know, don't employ this person because I've just spent five grand with them and I'd rather have set fire to it in a strip club in Birmingham.
1: Cool. Just one final thing is I used the... uh, Used, did you know if you 3D touch on the trackpad on words, you can find out useful information? So I did that <laughs> on uh, our email's name, and it's pronounced, according to, according to the Mac, it's just Kieran. 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 Gaelic male given name, apparently. means little dark one or little dark haired one. so (laughs) So, So brownhead (laughs) Kieran
0: uh, thanks very much for the question mate listen apologies for the name Uh, hey we got there in the end well done you we got there in the end so this is something that I'm passionate about and Kieran here's your challenge as you know what we do on the show mate if you're listening to it you've heard what we're doing with Dan we're going to be sharing what Sarah's doing with her style we want to document stuff so what we want from you if you're listening to the show mate is fire an email back in after you've made your first calls do the numbers. How many calls did you make? How many gatekeepers did you speak to? How many gatekeepers' names do you have? You got five hundred people's names. Go and find every one of the gatekeepers' names, uh, and then follow up with us. Mm.
1: And it sounds like you already know this, but I, I found as well is sometimes it, the thing that makes you feel the most sick is probably the thing that you should be doing. And like that's how I felt when I had to do calls. But you find that once you just do it,
0: the more you do something, the, the more. You, Accustomed to it, you become, so. 100%, just, just and I, I love that, I love, it's normally, it's genuinely normally things that make you feel uncomfortable, mm. that are the things that are gonna be, have a big. And impact. it's never that bad. They're on the other side of the phone, what are they gonna do? They're people, <laughs> they're people at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, people play them up and like, oh, founder, CEO, exec, it's just a title. Like, they're just a person that likes to go home and play with the kids at the weekend. They're still. just a little
1: busier, that's why someone else answers their phone.
0: Exactly, so get through them and then you're onto a winner. Cool, Good you can line.
1: DM us on instagram startup podcast or you can email hello at experttrades.com two t's in the middle one us at the end and we will speak to you soon